Oh, what timing. Perfect timing. We didn't even get to like do any like pep talk before Shane came. We normally have a pep talk. Do you mind just blocking your ears, Shane? <laughs> oh, no, Shane can be in the pep talk. Shane, we'd like you to be a part of our pep talk. Naz, go for it. The pep talk was, guys, as we know, uh, today we've actually got a good guest on, so try to not fanboy or girl. Oh, who, who else we got on? Have <laughs> <laughs> you, you got someone else? I think what I might do is get my daughter to move her guitar lesson to slightly further away from where it is. Bring her in. Uh, at the moment, she's out there playing Despacita, Despacita. She's teaching me some Spanish song. It, it's finger-picking. She's... Uh, that's yeah. amazing. That's like, I mean, James, you can play. James is clearly... This is a new position for your camera. There's, there's guitars behind him. He can play. Yeah, I've noticed he's uh, just casually got some there. You're going to rip out some kind of massive riff halfway through the show. Do we? Do you play the show theme song live? Yes, and Please. usually it goes for the whole... Usually I'll score the whole show live as we're going. Oh. Quite often I'll be just doing so the solo from Sweet Child of Mine sort of for 25 minutes. Yeah. And it gets tedious, but <laughs> the people keep coming back. You'd play that for 30 minutes and please every bogan on earth. They wouldn't, they wouldn't want it to stop. And that's, that's our target demo. Demo. Yeah. <laughs> bogans who are on earth. I reckon bogans probably hear that in their ear. Not like on like a loop. Because mm-hmm. when, when you, you know how when they yell at you out of a car, <laughs> like they're yelling like they're yelling over a soundtrack. So I just reckon they're probably hearing like constantly going, because you know when you go to a pub and you go, do you want a beer, mate? They go, oh, fuck it, yeah. I just think they, I reckon. That's, they got that 4-4. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's kind the, of why um, they have to yell. They're yelling over, you know, they can't I'm hear a fucking thing. <laughs> They're yelling over the soundtrack. It's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> um, let me just move this guitar lesson. And my other kids are riding bikes. I don't give a damn what you're doing. Just not while I'm on a goddamn podcast. So I'm just talking to the family. make this work through here is that in my mic options well i'll probably have to do you have like a uh, a, a pc with those the old screens that aren't thin those you know the ones that used to be a big box like a rear projection television <laughs> <laughs> shane have you got a rear projection television as your computer <laughs> i hope you can excuse this movement it's just i'm also still pedaling the wheel that makes the power how old do you think that <laughs> session about sensitivity for to the elderly before this and it's all gone down. We, we had our team sensitivity training before it was specifically around ageism yeah we blew it in the first 60 seconds we good we're all good welcome to uh this episode of a podcast uh that we all like to call collectively survivor's guide uh, we decided on that name when the podcast started. Actually, about halfway through, we dropped the to coronavirus. My name's Nazim Hussain, James Milsom, Amy Ruffle. Hello. We've actually got someone today. He's, he's one of my favourite people in Australia and very funny. Can't believe we've convinced him to be on this freaking thing. It's Shane Jacobson. Welcome. So I've got to give survival tips. I know I don't have to. I, I somehow feel that a lot of these shows have a title that becomes ironic or disproportionate to the, what the show actually is at its true heart. However... 
I choose to bolt myself to the title of this show. Thanks. So, and, and, and listeners thank actually tune in because they need them. They need these tips. So, so uh, quite often um, surviving life is understanding the intent that people have when they say something to you. Sometimes a compliment, um, as it leaves their mouth, somehow <laughs> through the air it becomes an insult and that's <laughs> when it lands in your ears. Uh, things like you're not as fat as you look on television. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I choose to be lower toned and closer to the microphone yeah. for these <laughs> Very helpful tips. Did people say that to you? <laughs> oh, no, not, not all the time, just semi-fucking often. It only a couple of times a day. Bloody. So what, what I have found is you've got to understand what people's intent is. Now, the one that <laughs> I've learned to, and here's the survival tip, just, just you will know by the presence of a person that they probably like you. And after that, you've got to ignore things they say. <laughs> so, or scenarios they put you in. And my favourite one is when I go to pubs in regional areas of Australia, I hear something along the lines of this pretty much every pub I go to. And I go to a lot of pubs. Here we go. Oh, God. Kenny, Kenny. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. We've got your doppelganger here. Your doppelganger's right here, mate. He lives in town, mate. But he, we call him Kenny. He looks exactly like him. Let's get him out of here. Oh, Donna! shit. Donna! <laughs> hey, Kenny! <laughs> and around the corner comes a massive fat guy with a beard. <laughs> That's it. It's just a massive fat dude with a beard, and they go, like twins. Now, I don't know if you've seen the film. I have learned that what. So, here's the surviving tip I have two choices. Because <laughs> I used to look at my wife with these doughy eyes, like, do I really look like that? Like what? Like, we, a, like, a, uh, like the uh, massive guy, the, the guy that not only drives trucks, but eats them and shits things similar size. <laughs> shits trucks. <laughs> but I just, there's just some massive dude there, fat, big fat dude. I reckon there's always <laughs> one in a country town. There's always one massive, huge yeah. guy with a beard. Yeah, there's you're one right. in every town. I feel yeah. like I've seen yeah. that guy everywhere, yeah. Well, apparently they're all my doppelganger. And um, so my point is for a survival tip uh -huh. is don't let that, that stuff offend you. Don't listen to the words. Just feel their intent, which is, hey, <clears throat> we recognise you. We've got a guy in town that we've given your name, even though it's not actually my name. It was a character I played a very long time ago. <laughs> I mean, that's a that, I think that's a great tip because you, somehow you've turned an, a, a clear insult into... I don't know how you did... That was magic. Whatever the hell you did there, you took some pretty objectively, I would say, hurtful words and you've repurposed oh, yeah. them. Yeah, that father. I'm not kidding you. The you're not as fat as you look on television. What's lovely about that? Mm. I do love that. Is what they're saying is right here and now in front of an audience of one, you mm. look okay, but when seen by millions, you look fat as all get out. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people who come to my show and they say afterwards, "Oh, you, that was actually pretty good." Oh, Which, no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know 
know if you've ever had to, because you, you were hosting the actors last year and I was there, but um, you, you, at least you didn't have to walk through the crowd. I don't know. Do you ever like happen to walk through the crowd you've just performed in front of and you and they don't know that you're, I often straight after shows have to go to do the meet and greets and the only way to get there is to walk through the crowd. And that's when they are definitely all evaluating the show. Someone's brought them there and then they're taking the responsibility you know, to just like debrief and go, oh, sorry, guys, or you, did you like it? And uh, I've caught so many people shitting on the show in front of me. Oh, but, no. I don't know. but no, but you know, it's all right because uh, they've already paid for the ticket. So, you know, what are they going to do? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but so, Naz, how do you use Shane's like survival tip then? I'm going to in the future. Um, just never go back to that town. Is that what you, is that the moral <laughs> of the story? <laughs> Since we've done these government ads, a lot of people think I don't know if you've been reading the internet, but um, some people think that we have inside information. I don't know if you do. They didn't give me any information. We did these ads, okay, encouraging people to do the right thing. Yours is quite wear a mask, do the right thing. Don't spread a virus. That yeah. kills the vulnerable. Hmm. Okay, I didn't think there's anything controversial there, but unless you go on the internet. Okay, so let's let's run through the kind of feedback I've received <laughs> since doing that ad. I have received um, some interesting feedback from some hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people um, who don't like me anymore. <clears throat> Things like you've lost all credibility. Um, as Kenny. But- as, I mean, as everything. That's kind so, of a compliment in itself because it's intimating that you had credibility. So <laughs> oh, I know, I know, yeah. I know, which is, yeah, someone said um, I'm, uh, I've lost all respect for you and I had to say, well, that's where we differ. I never had any respect for <laughs> you. <laughs> I actually don't know you. <laughs> so here's the thing. Let's run through a couple of little hit lists here. They wanted us to give the money back because I got a paid gig for the first time since March. It was $2,000. The government who hand me that money will tax me on it the very same week. I've got two full-time staff that work for me, a single mother who I've been paying for, so my Mm -hmm. account is depleting to the point of almost exhaustion. I have four kids and three dogs and a mortgage, despite what people think. But I shouldn't have taken the money. No, but Shane, you work in an industry that is thriving right now. Surely, yeah. They asked me why I didn't do an ad. So all the people who were attacking me asked why I didn't do an ad for suicide. I had to point out that, in fact, I do do a lot for suicide prevention. And, in fact, I work in an industry where the suicide rate is three times greater than any other industry. And yet, ironically, we're the same industry that's one of the industries that's hit hardest. Why why are you telling people what to do? So, so someone said, I just don't want to have it rammed down my throat. I had to explain that it's just an ad. I didn't come into your house and ram it down your throat. I explained to him that in the ad before he saw me on TV, he might have seen an ad for Kmart or IGA. After that, he may have seen one for Mitre 10. But he didn't have to run out instantly and buy something from any of those outlets. It's just an ad. I had someone else tell me that it wasn't just going to be a COVID mask that was going to save it. I ha- save us, and I had to point out to him, so how long did you want the ad to go for? I didn't know. You wanted more. Uh, someone else said, I should have done something for a charity. I then said, so how many ads do you want me to do? <laughs> so I've had some, re- <laughs> some really, yes, yeah, so I actually rang one guy. I tracked one down and said to him, well, I'm going to give you a very rare opportunity here, Robert. <laughs> I you know, did you wait, so you found a guy that tweeted oh, on yeah. Facebook comments yeah, my, and, and you went and you DM'd him. Yeah, my, my, I, oh, no, I rang him. <clears throat> um, what? Unfortunately- what? You, wow. you rang the guy? 
Yeah, unfortunately, my wife is a lawyer. It's very, very good. She is dog with bone, and in this story, the bone's name is Robert. Right. Okay, so just a, qu- so just a question, question. So some guy saw an ad on TV, wrote something horrible, <laughs> then received a call from the guy on TV. And this is how the call started. <laughs> well, Robert, <clears throat> I'm going to give you a very rare opportunity here. You're going to get a chance to prove to me and, more importantly, yourself, if you're as weak to stand behind your words when you're actually talking to a person in person as opposed to when you're sitting behind a keyboard. Here's your chance, Robert. It's Shane Jacobson. Go. Oh, my God, this is amazing. There was silence. And he said, uh, uh, and I said, well, it hasn't taken long to silence you, Robert. You seem to be able to type at a feverish pitch before you had me in your ear. Can I guess what he said? Did he he say, I've got a mate that looks like you? And he said, (laughs) Chopper! And he said, I don't usually go on social media. And I said, well, you had a pretty big swing for your first attempt, didn't you, Robert? Wow. And I had to say to him, thank you so much for pointing out in your message mm. that I carry a little bit of extra weight. Uh, I said, unfortunately for you, I know how to throw it round, which is why I'm in your ear right now. <laughs> I said, and so we had to go through it slowly because he said I, he said to my wife because they were interacting on social media. My wife's yeah. now left social yeah. media because it all got a bit rough. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, he was insisting having a difference of opinion doesn't make him a troll. And I had to say to him, Robert, I, I'm ringing you. I don't ring I don't ring people who troll me on social media. I never have. But, but you know, the people who yell obscenities, I'm happy yeah. to walk past them. They're like the drunk guy at the end of your bar at your local yeah, yeah. pub. You just walk away. Yeah, I yeah. said, but you're smarter than that, Robert, because he had quite a professional job. I, I don't want to give anything away. <clears throat> but, well, hell, I can say he, he was a chiropractor. It doesn't matter where he was. No one will figure out. But I said, you, you, you own your own practice. You, you should yeah. be smarter than this, <clears throat> and we should be having smarter conversations than you yelling obscenities, which is why I've given you the opportunity to speak to me personally. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. I, and I Wayne, did what did have, he say? Did he, and he didn't have much to say, or did he apologise? Oh, look, I, I did say to him. So the thing is, I said... I'm going to tell you what makes your troll, Robert, and I'm and I mentioned his name a lot because there's nothing better than um, schooling someone by including their name in every sentence. And so, trust me, I, I know the laws of schooling. That, that's actually like, said, that's like the first rule of passive aggressive, isn't it? Just like yeah. say the name a lot. You've got to label them at the start of every sentence, yeah. which is okay, Robert, which I did. So I did have to say, you know, he, he, I said you have said in one of your messages you weren't aware that having a difference of opinion um, made you a troll, and I said having a difference of opinion, as I said to him, is fine. I welcome it. Um, I said we haven't had a landslide victory in this country for a very long while. So, in fact, half of Australia already doesn't agree with the other half. So let's just call that fact. Let's just call that a survey and one we don't have to spend money on. It's been done for us. Um, and I said, but here's the thing. I said, when you wrap information in hate, at that point you become a troll. And I said, so I said to him this bit, Robert, you're about to find out whether you are around a troll. <clears throat> and I said, and I will have my answer either via your silence or your answer, but I guarantee you I know what the answer will be. Would you have said the exact things you wrote in the message to me if you ran into me in the street or at a bar. And I'm going to run it past you, Robert, in case you forgot what your fingers made you do on that keyboard. (laughs) And I said, which is, you said, maybe Shane Jacobson should keep that mask on his face long enough so that he can stop shoving shit in his mouth to lower his BMI because I will die of diabetes before I die of COVID. And I said, do you think you would have said that to my face, Robert? This is a health professional. 
Yes, I'm saying I'm saying he's chiropractor, but he's not really a chiropractor because I'm just realising someone might find the person. Yeah. To, actually, they won't find him. No, he, that's okay, exactly yeah. what he wrote. And I said, "Would you have said that to my face, Robert?" <clears throat> and there was silence, and, and he said, "No, I wouldn't." I said, "And that's the point. You be, that's at that exact yeah. point is when you became a troll." I said, "Here's the thing, Robert. Yeah. You had such really interesting data, which he did in his yeah. message." I said, mm-hmm. "The problem is when you deliver a present wrapped in hate, no one wants to mm-hmm. open it." Because they figure the box is full of shit. Mm. But if, if, <laughs> if you just deliver the message mm. and the data that you want to deliver, then you can mm. educate people. I said if every teacher walked into a classroom and abused every child in that room and said, now onto algebra, none of the kids would know how to do al- algebra because they'd be too affected by the abuse. And that's what I hate about the <clears throat> the people that swear and say, oh, yeah. you should die. I had people have a go at the fact that I had a shifting spanner in my hand. Some people <laughs> were pulling a, a monkey wrench. Uh, I was pulling at all sorts of things. Oh, really? It was a shift. Yeah. And, oh. and, and it's like <clears throat> um, you're wearing a mask in your own driveway. Yeah, because there was a film crew. So you, I'm supposed to be the idiot. Oh, and you go, my God. But there's a film crew. That's why I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, and also uh, it's an advertisement. It's 30 seconds. You're getting a message across. Everyone knows they're not really just filming you in your life. This is Correct. acting. Yeah. That's the best response or like the best kind of – I've never actually considered – Calling a per- of, of once yeah. someone said some horrible Muslim stuff about me, and I I thought oh, maybe I'll meet him. So I arranged to meet him at Flinders Street. Then my someone said this guy might be <laughs> like a homicidal, so maybe don't meet him. But I mean, good on but, you but, for but, saying but, that. In, in my own defence, the same when I wrote that stuff about you, we weren't mates. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> And, and I kept calling you Kenny. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest, at that point, I couldn't Bye. get to Flinders Street because I was in Sydney. And other, other than that, we ended up meeting and I think no, it we did, we did. Oh, it was great. And you were playing a role, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, did you, but did you, so go on, so you didn't go to meet no, that guy? I, I actually did, did meet the guy, um, but we, you know, he, he just had all these things to say about, about me and, and what I believe. And I said, I don't think you know what I believe because I don't believe those things. And I said, well, we should, you know, what do we, what do we just meet? Okay, because I, I don't actually have the time. I don't know why I, I thought I had the time to meet, but I just don't have the energy <laughs> to argue with people over the internet. And, like, you can't, you wouldn't, like you just said, you wouldn't say this is someone face-to-face, all this sort of stuff. But actually, like, I mean, you and Magda, the, 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 I mean, Magda especially, yeah. God, I think it's because, yeah, she's a, she's a woman and I think people, the more popular you are, I think the more ownership the public seems to feel they have well, over you. Well, here was the thing that, that people say she's a Mm. Yeah, and, and 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 Magda has copped a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. The fat shaming we both got was was horrendous, mm, mm. Um, and Magda got a lot of it. Um, but it was also the, the whole sticking, sticking. You know, someone said stick, stick to your day job, and that's when I had mm. to say the irony is it was my day job before COVID was actually performing on TV. I pointed out, to the, I had to say to the chiropractor. The other thing is, Robert, I said, please tell me, I have to wait for you to come to the phone because you're busy with a client. Please tell me you're not charging people for your professional <laughs> services, which is in direct. Yeah, well, it's 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 in, it's in conflict with what she wrote on my message which I shouldn't actually be charging um, for, for performing. But here was the thing. Um, yeah. I, I know some people are funny about the fact that we got money. It was two grand. And seriously, like I said, yeah. I've got two full-time staff and mm. people are going, surely it could have gone mm. somewhere else, not knowing I am paying for two people's lives now. When I run out of money, which is, we're getting, you know, we're getting close, I'm mm. going to have to fire the two staff that work for me. And one's a single mum and and one is a guy that, that probably mm. won't find work for a while. So I'm trying to keep them going. No, but it is, it's, it's always a weird thing when before, and, you know, it's, it's weird when people <laughs> with a profile uh, cry victim. But um, when, it, it, you know, the, the target of, People, you know, people people will say to you or the, the face of the ad or um, or when they ask performers to do stuff for charity events, they'll say, oh, just do it for, for nothing. But everybody else involved is not expected to 
do it for nothing, you know, everybody. Here's the thing they don't know. They've asked the wrong question, which is what they should ask is, and I'm happy to, oh, I'm happy yeah. to divulge all those figures. I'm part of 13 charitable organisations. Mm. The question is, I had one guy have a go at me once and I said, the question you have to ask is how much work do you do for charity and how much don't you charge? And, mm. and in that year, I'd given over $120,000. Mm. And, and not all of cold, hard cash, but I have been giving my services to uh, Parkinson's Victoria because my and everyone's mm. like, why can't you do it for this? Well, my mum's dying of Parkinson's, so I do it mm. for that. Mm. Um, you know, my youngest son is autistic, so I do stuff for that. I mean, the list mm. goes on. Like, mm. you know, I'm the chief scout of Victoria. There's a few of those. Are you the chief scout? Chief scout of Victoria, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. So, so I, I do, I do yeah. so much for free, so much like we all do. But yeah. anyway, we don't want to, we don't want to stand no. press this. But no, you are, no, you are, honestly, but, but the, I think that that's now that's our new approach. Okay, whenever we get a freaking <laughs> troll, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I hope someone someone please troll this episode because I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt <laughs> yeah. this uh, this but, new method. The thing, the thing, to speak to both sides of it, though, yeah. I did say to him, look, we got, I went through everything, everything that mm. he had said, I went mm. through all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I literally, we pulled, I said, let's go through this slowly, let's go through this maturely, you know. And mm. my wife made my kids come stop homeschooling and walk into the lounge room and sit in the lounge room. She said, you're, you're, about to, you're about to learn something more valuable than what you're doing at the moment. Go and listen to your father talk to this man. And so, uh, we, uh, you know, I spent 15 minutes on the phone with him and ran through everything he said and spoke mm. about what I was trying wow. to do. And in, in the very end, um, we, we did get to a point, um, you know, and he, he, every time he came up with a, with a rebuttal, I, you know, I, I talked him through that. And in the end, he said, I'm so sorry. I've learnt, He said, I've learnt more on this call than I've learnt in a very long while. And, and I said, well, I'm going to tell you something, Robert. We're going to both leave this phone call better men because I said, thank you for taking my call because many wouldn't. I announced mm. who I was. You know, so he mm. knew he had a rough mm. idea. You know, I spoke to the receptionist and said, can I please yeah. speak to him? Yeah. So um, wow. that was went to him. And I said, thank you for taking my call. I said, I really respect you for that. And I said, but more than that, you've, you've mm. given me a chance to speak and I've been heard. And for mm. that, I won back some of my power. Um, mm. And I said, not, not, not when I say power, I mean, it, it mm. harmed me what you said. I have mm. feelings. I, mm. I have children who are watching me being attacked for me just telling people to put on a mask. It wasn't a political mm. statement. Mm. It wasn't a stance. I just think it's one of the things we can do to limit mm. the spread of the virus. Does I, do mm. I think we, <clears throat> that people shouldn't go back to work or should go back to work or liberal mm. labour? I said none of it. I just said wear mm. a mask. Mm. Um, so uh, in the end, I said we're better people for this. And I said um, because yeah. you, I was heard. Mm. But not only that, I heard you too, Robert, with some of your mm. Data that I found fascinating. This is how mature humans should communicate. Oh my god! Said, you know, what? I've got a long way to go to become a a, a good person because uh, I, I if I, my, I would tell my kid, please leave the room. I'm about to <laughs> swear oh, oh, <laughs> and I've tease someone on the I, phone after after the fight. You know, I get and you know what happens, mate. We all do. All of mm. us on the, on the show know that a lot of them come to you privately. You get private messages. Mm. The, the worst. Mm. Um, and I just spoke to Dylan Grimes the other day, who's the Richmond footballer, for those that don't know, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, who was hideously trolled and they said hideous things about him and what and, and his wife. Now, he happens to be a local in Mount Macedon and I spoke to him and he's a stunning human. I've never met him before. Mm. <clears throat> he sent me a beautiful message. Mm. Um, and, and for this part that we're talking about, I'd love to mm. end on, not mm. certainly not end the podcast, but end no. this bit on the positive, which is he wrote me a beautiful letter <clears throat> and I had nothing to do with him. And, and I'll, I will never forget the start of his letter, which was, 
how sad he was to find out that we shared two things in common, which was one that we both lived locally and number two, we've both been trolled. Um, mm. And from that point on, we, and I rang him, I got his number mm. and, and through a mutual friend and we had this great chat and just a really good human, like a really a, a good egg, a gentle heart and a solid bloke. And, and my favourite combination of men, to be honest, was a gentle heart and a solid soul. So um, we had a bit of a chat about it. And, but the truth is, I, I have decided the spoon of love is so much larger than the pitchfork of hate because I did a post after being trolled by, you know, maybe four, five, six hundred people. But since I did a post, and, and it wasn't even a cry for help, it was actually a to hell with you all, um, with all you trollers. I've had over something like 20,000 messages, not, not likes, it's had a reach of over a million people. And what I've got is people who took time to get to their keyboard and write a message of support and love. And that's what I've shown my kids, that if we, if we, you know, humans for whatever reason, we love stats. And I think it's because you get to find out where the weight is. And the weight is in love. It's not in hate. And I mean, it's 95% love and 5% hate, but they yell so loud. I know. And they've got such an angry voice. And they suck your attention as well. Like, yeah, like yeah. Your, your attention is immediately drawn to someone that mm. takes a dig and uh, questions your essence but the world's filled with love. That's I think that's good for, for that little segment. Now, how did you get the phone? So, so because this is this, I'm going to start doing this possibly. So, so, <laughs> so you know, people don't just exist on one social media platform, and some of them there's some details on it. And I yeah. did say to him at one point, <clears throat> interesting thing here, Robert. <laughs> I got his name in there again. <clears throat> I said, do you know where actors or, or people are in in the media uh, or in the spot? Do you know where they hide? And he said, I, I, I don't know. And I said, they hide in plain sight <clears throat> where the world can get to them on social media. Mm. And I said, they apparently hide in plain sight because they walk down a street and they're recognisable. I said, I get told all the time that, you know, that this abuse comes with a job. Interesting mm. thing is I don't remember ticking that box on the application <laughs> form, but anyway, yeah. um, <clears throat> no one just drives past a builder who's building a house and goes, what a shit house, you idiot. But like oh, I just I mean, don't do it. But sometimes you, you, you want you know, to. You, you, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I have. If it's a shit house, you've got to live. Yeah. Women will, and women will quite often be wolf whistling at builders. So that's kind of the all, same yep. thing. It's just all the time. They're mad yeah. for it. I mean, it's, I'm glad you called that out because there's an injustice. <laughs> Fine. Uh, but, that's, but the point is, you know, no one would say, mate, it comes with a job. You know, if you're going to put your work out there on the street for people to look at, you've got to expect it to be judged and have them yell at you accordingly. Anyway, that's, that, you know, you can never win that argument. But I did say to him, but interestingly, Robert, I imagine you must have had a little bit of flack for what you said Uh online to me and in correspondence with my wife because I noticed in one hour um, you've already pulled your information <clears throat> offline, which is oh. how I found you. So I imagine you've had, what, a couple of people, Robert, that have disagreed with you in some way and you immediately retreated. I said, so I've lasted 15 years and you lasted one hour. <laughs> I said, I've endured hundreds, if not thousands and thousands. And what did you get, Robert? One or two comments? And you already run back into the cave and shut the door? When- oh, my God. That's so fun. That's the, I mean, that's the <laughs> equalising thing about the internet, you know. You take a swing, you don't know who's watching. Yeah. Um, so, no, well, bloody hell. All right. You know what? This is possibly the most useful episode like, that we've ever produced. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> This is actually a survivor's guide of remembering that, like, people on the internet are humans. Regardless of their job, they're still real people and your words have power and you can't dissociate a person uh, behind, like, what their job is.
Look, Shay, we've gone freaking way over time with you, and yeah. um, and uh, but we we would like to thank <laughs> you because this is this has been probably the most epic episode with respect to all the other guests. Seriously, you didn't live <laughs> up to this. Um, so I'm glad you've come on after them because what what a bar you would have set. But um, thanks for coming on. And where can we see you to, to 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 yell at you and call you? Kenny? Uh, to abuse me, yeah. <laughs> um, next. <laughs> Coming to an out-of-work venue near you. Uh, I've got um, I've got some stuff that we did pre-COVID. Uh, so I've got a, an, um, another movie coming out uh, called It's Never Too Late. So with uh, Jackie Jackie Weaver, oh. uh, Jack Thompson, um, oh, wow. a, a huge cast, James Cromwell, who's been in Jurassic World and he was he's in you know Green Mile and all that kind of stuff, <clears throat> and Dennis Waterman. Dennis Waterman was for our parents' generation. He was Minder. So yeah, got got that film coming wow. out. Um, When's that coming out? Um, well, it was supposed to come out sort of pre-COVID. Well, pre-COVID it was supposed to come out mm. in what turns out to be during COVID. So now that's being held off a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that's how there's another film at the moment, the, another thing I did with Paul Hogan and John Cleese and Chevy Chase and all that, the very excellent Mr Dundee. I saw that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit of fun. That's, it's good for a laugh. It's all you <laughs> need at the moment. And then um, and then I've got uh, The Full Monty coming out, uh, which is coming out very soon. We've finished the season of that. And I've got another... Um, I did in the first one, um, but uh, Australia spoke, and 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 we did we did hear them, and right. I've kept I've kept it all I've backed all that into the garage and locked the door on that. Even though you got Amy's endorsement here, no. Well, the thing was, well, I tell you what's embarrassing is after I stripped naked, the sales of Tic Tacs went up. Related. <laughs> Jesus. I think so. Yeah. And then, um, and I've got another show called the um, uh, Mates on a Mission, where I travelled around the, the world with uh, Todd McKinney. Well, basically, we're going to see you everywhere. Thanks so much, Shane. My pleasure. Take care, everyone. Yeah.